0: Love, talk, radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Liu. I am your host, Louis Patron. So much news, uh, so much to discuss, so much to evaluate this past week has been one of the craziest in the last several years. Crazy things happening in the United States and worldwide. Much of it involves Donald Trump himself, some not. So, without further ado, let's get into it. I am starting tonight's show with a brief discussion involving the Pittsburgh synagogue shootings. I'd like to start this way, and I'm going to offer a thought here. I'm just going to put it out there for you to evaluate. Nothing deep, but I want to throw it out. And that is this. The hatred and violence being spewed from the very top of our political society. Consider it. Consider the hatred and violence being spewed from the very top of our political society, which obviously is Donald Trump. Pittsburgh synagogue, the shootings, the killings, did not just happen It was bound to happen, and it was bound to happen because of the talk, the tirades coming out of Trump's mouth. Very simple. No argument. You can't give me an argument about it. I mean, the man speaks hate. He ennobles. uh, He embodies people. He gets them all excited. Who have this? weird thinking minds they're a little bit out of it a little bit off of normalcy and they say well my god my president says this and i respect and love donald trump so i can go out and do these things like killing some jews okay because the jews in this guy's mind the perpetrator he assumed were funding these people are coming from guatemala and honduras to the united states all crazy this whole thing the shootings are pure absolute madness. Uh, 11 killed, four still in, the, I think, four in the hospital yet. Uh, this man came in with the perpetrator. He came in with an AR-15, one rifle- type gun, and he also had uh, four handguns. When are we going to learn? This thing now throws back for a moment to the NRA, the National Rifle Association. We've got to do something politically. Uh, We can amend the laws, change the laws, create new laws without affecting the Second Amendment. But it's never going to happen as long as our congressional people are beholden to the NRA. And those beholden to the NRA are especially Republicans, uh, generally those from the alt-right. But Republicans fear the NRA. The NRA says to them, you don't vote my way, we come into your district, we'll bring our own candidate, we'll run a primary against you, and we'll beat you. Also, these uh, those who vote with the NRA, they're accustomed now to these massive, massive political contributions, and who knows what the hell else they're getting to vote in our way and keep the NRA strong. We've forgotten in this country, we've forgotten, our government has forgotten, our Congress has forgotten, our Senate and our our present president has forgotten that this country, the United States, belongs to the people and not the NRA. Now, Trump, uh, when he heard about this situation, the killings in Pittsburgh, uh, he was on the phone. And he was on TV also. He had one of his Twitter tweets. And he said, we should have uh, someone armed in the synagogue, uh, because if we did, only one person would have been shot, and that would have been the perpetrator. And intimating that we should have someone armed in schools, churches, uh, and so forth. Uh, I don't think that's the answer. I think we've got to have stronger laws and enforce those laws. Uh, what he was talking about, similar to we should have the teachers carrying guns in school. Can you imagine the teachers are walking around carrying pistols? Uh, now we're going to do this. The rabbi's going to carry a pistol. I'm, I'm laughing because of the stupidity of the whole idea. Uh, or we've got to put an armed guard in there. But whatever the person in there is going to have is a pistol, in effect. Against an AR-15, good luck. It doesn't work. It's taken 70 years for the NRA to take control of our government as they have. It's going to take a long time, maybe even another 70 years, to reduce the strength, to diminish the strength they have to destroy the NRA. But we have to get started, and we can't get started unless we start with a Democratic Congress. And please, my friends, my Republican friends, everyone must vote Republican. Not Republican. Oh, my God, Lewis. Democrat. Next Tuesday, we've got to get these people up. We've got to get the Democrats in, or Trump's going to go crazy in the next two years. Look at the evil! Look at the damage he has done! And he hasn't even been in office two years. And the next two years, what's he going to do? Now, today was most interesting to me, and I thought it was God's way of saying "screw you." I know God doesn't say that, but Trump went to pittsburgh all capital a capital l capital l all political leaders elected leaders told him not to come no one showed up to walk with him not the mayor not the county executive not the two united states senators none of the congressmen in the state of pennsylvania because they all know He's on the bad side of something here, Trump. It's it's his mouth that caused this whole thing. And and so I I watched him on television. It was so impressive. I I, I was pleased to see him walking with uh, Ivana and Jared, his wife Melania. He had someone from the cabinet with him and I think a rabbi or something, and that was about it, and two other people. He did not deserve. To be treated as the President of the United States. He deserved to be ignored. He was asked by everyone not to come. He came. He got a letter with 74,000 signatures. Don't come. We don't want you here. But he came because that's Donald Trump. Uh, yeah, all very interesting. And he had to be embarrassed. I watched this on television around 4 o'clock this afternoon. People were marching. People were marching in Pittsburgh, and they weren't Jews necessarily. I don't think half of them were Jews. I don't think 25% of the people were Jews. There were people from all religious denominations, I'm sure, all ages, from people carrying babies or pushing them in carriages to people 83, 90 years old, many with homemade signs, you know all knocking Trump, all knocking Donald Trump, all blaming Trump for what occurred. And that was rightful, and the embarrassment he must have suffered was correct also, which now brings me to migration, migration, immigration. You know, those people that are coming from Guatemala and Honduras. We're going to start this way. Uh, At first we were told this was last week. There are 4,000 on their way. A day or two later, the number was up to 7,000. <laughs> now the number today on all stations was at all channels was 3.5 thousand. Okay, I don't know how the numbers go up and the numbers go down. Uh, I do know this: that the Mexican government offered a few days ago to any of those uh, in the caravan, so to speak, that they would be they could stay in Mexico. They would be able to work out to become citizens at some time and so forth. But they had to live in two areas where the Mexican government wanted them to live because apparently the Mexican government needs people, workers there, etc. So some people have dropped out uh, believing they cannot get into this country. You have to understand these people are walking 2,000 miles to get here. From Guatemala and Honduras to our southwest border is 2000 miles. They have only gone 1000 miles. They've only gone 1000 miles so far. There's another 1000 miles to go. They travel 30 miles a day. They're walking, don't forget. And at that they do 30 miles a day walking. Do the numbers. They're still a month away from reaching our southern border, okay? A month away, and he's going crazy. I'm going to get into the military in a second here. What Trump is doing is election bravado. The election's next week. He needs that immigration issue he thinks to have his party win. He has termed these people, these refugees, uh, leading a bad way of life, to come to a better way of life in the United States as, and I quote, an invasion. Very not necessary to do that, as I will show you. An invasion, okay? Every bird who understands the law uh, does not believe that this is an invasion, okay? Uh, he's also saying we've got to protect the border. This is an emergency situation, they ain't going to be here by next Tuesday, number one. It'll take them three more weeks after that, and he's going crazy with what he's doing. Like, this is the big guy, and I'm going to protect the people of the United States. Now, last week, in the middle of the week, we were told that Trump was, Trump said, I'm sending in the United States Army. Well, last week it was, at the beginning, we were told it was going to be 800 Military, 800 soldiers. Understand while I'm giving you these numbers that there are 2,000 National Guardsmen there already who have been there helping the 20,000 border guards we have there, federal border guards working the southwest border. So there's already a large contingency of people, but he's going to send 800 people from the United States Army, not the National Guard, the United States Army. Well, uh, Last night we were told, the news came out, Secretary Matt, the Secretary of Defense, the number was 5,200 soldiers from the United States Army, and he expected that they would be there by the end of the week. What the hell's the rush? These people will still be three weeks out before they even get here. And then he was—now he's also shipping down equipment that they can use— Today on the news, the number that went from 800 to 5,200 now could be as much as 14,000. That is what was announced today, 14,000 of our American soldiers who fought in Iran, Iraq, Afghanistan, wherever, are being shipped down there, up to 14,000 to help 2,000 National Guardsmen that are already there, and 20,000 Border Guards, And, and The people right now that are coming are estimated at 3,500. They're definitely going to be less by the time they get here, if they get here at all. And he needs all these people. I mean, he's using using an atomic bomb uh, to kill a beehive, a nuclear weapon to kill a beehive. Okay, now, the law is settled in this country. The United States Army... Cannot be used. All right. Cannot be deployed. Federal troops cannot be deployed on United States soil. And it is forbidden to use them to enforce domestic laws. And immigration laws are domestic laws. And this comes from a law that was passed just after the Civil War called—it's got a strange name, my friends—Passe Comitatis. Yes, it's Comitatis, the O-M-I-T-A-T-U-S Act, the Passe Comitatis Act. Uh, The federal government, after the Civil War, did not want to send their army—they wanted to send the the northern troops, the Union troops, back home. They, They did not want to send them down south to police the southern states. Uh, so they passed the Law Posse Comitatus Act, which says your federal troops cannot be used within U.S. borders. Okay to use the National Guard. That's up to a governor if he wants to call in the National Guard. Uh, now, that creates a problem for Bush right away. We're talking generally Texas, Arizona, uh, California. California has a lot of immigrants that are trying to come across or will try jerry brown governor of of california who hates trump said not my national guard california's national guard will not participate and if the governor of a state doesn't approve it his national guard cannot play cannot fight Uh, now we have you have to understand also we were told that the soldiers, the military, I'm not talking about the National Guard. Whenever I talk soldiers or I'm not talking, talking National Guard. I'm talking U.S. Army troops. We were told the soldiers would not be carrying guns. They were going there because they can't use them, number one. They're not supposed to. They were going there to do administrative-type work to back up the border guards. All right? This is what we were told. Now they're taking guns down. Right now they're taking guns. Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen, she's off on another planet, I think. She went down there a couple of days ago, and when she came back, she was interviewed by the press, and they said, "What did you do down there, Miss Secretary?" And she said, "I arranged for and I quote terms of engagement, terms of engagement." Now, what does that mean? Guns or no guns, that's what it means. When do you fire on somebody? But we weren't going to carry guns. No, apparently we're carrying guns. And I guess if somebody gets out of hand, whatever immigrants want to come across, they may get shot. <laughs> it can happen. Some mother carrying a baby, they're both going to get shot. Because the soldiers have been authorized that if attacked, now nobody knows what attack means, uh, they can use their weapons, which they weren't supposed to bring in the first place. Okay. Now, this was yesterday, I think, or today, yes, last night or today. Fox News had a former immigration agent by the name of Derek, David Ward on one of its shows. And he said, got to watch out. These people are coming in. Watch this with diseases. Diseases like leprosy, smallpox, and tuberculosis. Would you believe this? (laughs) Excuse me, leprosy. Who the hell's heard about leprosy? I did a little homework, okay? The last case of leprosy, it was eliminated as a public health hazard in the year 2000. There are a few scattered cases here and there in the world, but as far as the United States is concerned, it has been eliminated worldwide as a public health problem since the year 2000. Smallpox. Do you know what in the last case of smallpox was anywhere in the world? 1977 in Somalia, okay? And it was declared eradicated in 1980. Tuberculosis is still with us in frequent cases in this country, all over. But there's no concern by public health because it's easily treated with antibiotics. So ain't no leprosy coming, ain't no smallpox coming, and if any TB came, it can be treated. But this is a crack of shit that these people are going to bring these weird diseases from a century and two centuries ago here uh, just to scare Just to scare the American people into understanding and agreeing what Trump wants to do and sending the army down there and backing him up and hopefully supporting him uh, at the Republican Party next Tuesday in the election. Now, I'm going to tie this in. Stay with me. I love this, what I'm going to do now. I'm going to tie this in with an update on Hurricane Michael. Hurricane Michael. Hurricane Michael was only 17 days ago. You don't hear much about it. And before the hurricane hit, when it was a four or five coming in, I said, our government, Trump, will not be able to handle this. It's going to be another Puerto Rico before he's done. Uh, And he went on TV, and he says, don't worry, Texas. Don't worry, Georgia. Don't worry, the Carolinas. We have a lot of money. FEMA's prepared. We're going to take care of it. We have no concern. Well,
1: Not a hell of
0: a lot has been done in the last 17 days. I've written and talked about this in the last 17 days, because I think FEMA's failing us and the federal government is failing us, especially in the panhandle. Because if FEMA was doing its job, it would be all over the Internet. It would be all over television. It would be in the newspapers. When's the last time you saw anything about it or heard anything about it? Very quiet because they're not doing enough, and the people are pissed off, okay? So let me cover some things on on Hurricane Michael so you can have a better grasp of what's happening down there. Third toughest hurricane to ever hit the United States in recorded history, the third strongest hurricane. The people are living with generators gas cans uh the gas is being rationed generally so they haven't much gas to put in the gas cans and they can't always get it they're living with a curfew only two times it's only two times in a day daylight and dark you can't be out you can be out during the daylight you can't be out during the dark hours no electric power after 17 days maybe in two months maybe in two months They're living, these people, you've got to understand, especially the barrier islands to the panhandle, their homes are flat. There's nothing standing. There's not even a wall standing. It's boards on the ground. Their homes are flat. So they're living in tents. They're living in cars. They're living in a friend's home and where they can get a room in a hotel, but the hotels are full. Grocery shopping. As a general proposition, there's no stores to go to. You know, the people stand in long lines waiting to get water, tarps, bug spray, which is very important, baby diapers, which are extremely important, and food. Some Winn-Dixies have opened, but they only stay open until 5 o'clock, and only a certain number of people are allowed in every hour. Uh, That's it. So these people are waiting in line for basics, food, water, etc. And uh, they wait in long lines, which means FEMA down there, but working. But that doesn't mean it's from FEMA, because people are coming from all over the world to help these people. <coughs> Key West alone, in the last two weeks, Key West, the city of Key West, has sent 10 groups and 10 truckloads, one instance, two truckloads of big trucks, full of supplies to the panhandle and other areas. One that went out two weeks ago, went out right away two weeks ago, uh, one that went out had ten men who worked for the local sewage department. And the reason they went with the truckload of things, diapers, food, whatever, and they had to get a bigger truck, they had to rent a bigger truck, by the way, these ten sewage men went because Irma was last year, and they had experience from Irma how to resolve the sewage problems more quickly. They had learned some tricks of the trade, and they were welcomed up there. And these guys spent two weeks up there working, used their vacation time. Now, there's no Internet. There's no phones. There's no cell service. You, gotta, you need a landline. No cell service. No television. People put some boards up and make a room, okay? Okay. And they live in this room, a whole family lives in this room okay they and they sleep in there with the windows wide open. Why? because there's no air conditioning, there's no electricity uh Now, they have a problem with looters and scammers. People come down to steal from them uh and what they're what they're really going for are the generators. some people have generators. And they want to get the generators, so they come in the middle of the night to steal the generators. Uh, Fortunately, fortunately, Florida is a carry-gun state. You can have a gun. You can get licensed to carry a gun. You can get licensed to carry a pistol, and you can carry that pistol. And they're carrying their pistols up there to shoot anybody who comes to steal any of the limited goods these people have. In this one room where this whole family sleeps that's been made up or put together, they sleep on air mattresses. They have a fan, most of them have fans uh they it said that as a statement someone said we sleep all of us sleep with one eye open and someone in case someone comes to steal our generator uh they said they One man said, we cringe. This is another man. We cringe was the word he used. Every time we hear a noise outside in the night, we don't know who it is or what it is. There there are no birds. You don't hear the sound of birds because there's no trees. The trees are all flat. They're on the ground. Yellow jackets and mosquitoes are huge. The mosquitoes are three to four times their normal size. Someone said, that the mosquitoes look like they came from Jurassic Park, all right? That's why that bug spray I mentioned earlier is very important. The debris that has been piling up is higher than most homes, whether they're one-story or two stories. The the roads are generally one-lane roads with power lines down all over the place. The people themselves are now in a state of acute depression why not they would be depressed no one's they're not getting enough help down there okay and they're depressed and it's affecting them now let me go to this i mentioned eight hundred soldiers are going to go to the border then it was fifty two hundred soldiers and today it could be as much as fourteen thousand uh i'd like i want to know something there, there are national guardsmen there by the way and there are fema people there's not enough of anything though why send 5,000, 5,200 troops that are going to be at the border by the end of the week? Why send them there? Send them to the Panhandle. Send them to Georgia. Send them to Carolinas where they can be used immediately. Now, this danger, this invasion Trump talks about isn't going to arrive at our border for a whole month. So there's a calamity now. There's a need now. Those soldiers should be at The panhandle, those 5,200 soldiers. He doesn't know how to think. This man doesn't understand shit, if you'll excuse me. He's just doing it totally wrong, and for the wrong reasons. I want to give you an Irma update, too, very briefly. I'm talking about uh, Hurricane Michael. Irma happened 13 months ago. We're still not settled down from it here, and I thought Irma was terrible. It was nothing compared to uh, Michael. What I wanted to share with you is a report that just came out from our local governments in the state, that population, our population in the Florida Keys has dropped in 2017 and 2018 in every key city, in every key city. And, unincor- and unincorporated areas, because we have areas that are governmentally run by smaller governments and are unincorporated, but, uh, big time, uh, and you have to understand why, 4,000 homes were destroyed or severely damaged by Irma. People couldn't live in them. They couldn't get them repaired. They didn't have the money to repair them. They didn't have a place to work because most of the places where they work were gone, so they left, they left the area. They left the Florida Keys, and they ain't coming back. They're creating new lives, and this is what happens when you don't get things all taken care of. We still have tent cities. We still have debris. We still have our canals, and canals are important here, though, like highways, plugged with debris, boats, airplanes, houses in the canals. The job isn't getting done. Why isn't it getting done? Because we ran out of money. The federal government ran out of money. The state ran out of money, and that's why there isn't enough money to care take care of the people who have been damaged as a result of Michael in the Panhandle and points north. There's not enough money to do it. It isn't going to get done. All right. I, I hate to say it, and I, I also wonder here. Trump gave this big tax cut to the very rich, the 1%. Uh, and that money that didn't, isn't coming in this year could have been used for these people in the panhandle, okay? Remember, a trillion dollars got added on to our national debt this year because of that tax cut. Well, where am I now? Oh, I want to talk quick because the show's almost over. About David Perdue, he's the senator, United States senator from Georgia. He's alt-right, far-right. He, he loves Donald Trump. He's a supporter of Donald Trump. He's up Trump's ass. Last week, he ripped the phone out of a student's hand. Students were questioning him. The student put his phone up so he could record the response from the senator. He grabbed it. He ripped it. That's the term used. Later on, his office said it was an accident. He mean, didn't mean to do it. He compares Trump to Winston Churchill. He says in a quote, Not a choir boy, but a man of history. He also says that those that protested Kavanaugh uh, during the hearings were Nazis. The protesters were Nazis. And he also said Obama's got to go. Let his days be few. He quoted the Psalm 109.8, and I quote, let his days be few. Is this guy crazy? They want Obama to die. They want to put Hillary in jail. Anyhow, that's my show for this week. I hope you enjoyed I think this was a was good stuff to talk about tonight. Interesting, and I hope I shared some thoughts with you that you have things you may not have been aware of uh, before I brought them up tonight. Uh, I enjoy doing the show every week. I I like the fact you're listening. My numbers keep coming going up. I gotta say it, and I thank you again, and I look forward to being with you next week. Have a good evening.